Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the AIS training hall for this afternoon's game between the home team, the AIS, and the visiting Bendigo Spirit. Good afternoon to Michelle Hocking. She's here with me again tonight for this game. It's a, I guess it's a bit early in the season to say this is a, a cellar-dweller challenge. It's, it's the uh, ninth and tenth teams playing, but both teams have only played, uh, well, Bendigo have only played two, AIS has only played three. That's right, Simon. I mean, it is too early in the season to start making those calls. Obviously, we wouldn't expect that the AIS will be up there in the uh, top five at the end of the season. But, you know, Bendigo, I wouldn't expect to be sitting uh, second bottom at the end of the season. And as you say, the draw is interesting this year. We've got some teams that have played two games and other teams that have played six. So, um, you know, it's a little bit early to be caught making that kind of call. But it'll be a good game today, I think. I think it'll be good for the AIS to get out and have a run against... um, you know, they've come up against Dandenong, they've come up against Canberra, so and, and Sydney, I think, was the other team that they... Sorry, Logan at the start of the season. So they've certainly been out against some of the what we expect to be the uh, teams that will finish in the top five. Definitely. Three three games against three very, very good teams. And uh, talking about uh, the Dandenong game, they played Dandenong on Friday night. They lost that game 87-52. to 52. But uh, some positive signs. Taylor Roberts fired for the first time this season. She, she uh, did some... Very exciting things toward the end of last season and looks to be a, definitely a player of the future. She had 16 points on Friday night against Dandenong, so that's a great effort for her. Um, turnovers again with the story of the night. They had 27 turnovers. And Dandenong shot the ball at 46%, so uh, it's Not always going to be tough to be the team that's shooting that well. Not a bad click, 47%. Uh, yeah, look, I think Robert, we've seen early, the first game that we saw her play against Logan, of course she came up against an Emma Randall and mm. that's a tough gig for anyone. But I think that, you know, there were signs of some good stuff happening. She just wasn't able really to finish off and that sort of thing. So she might have started to find a little bit more touch. It's difficult for these big uh, girls to go up against big bodies and, and to be able to finish, go strong but finish softly is, is something that they learn and develop some women. Just, um, you know, haven't had that sort of match practice to be able to do that. The first couple of games we expect them to be a little bit uh, right. Yeah, we saw George, uh, Gretel Tippett sorry, have a, a return to form too with 8 points and 10 rebounds as we just quickly pause for the national anthem. So the anthem all out of the way there and back to Friday night's game we were discussing Michelle yeah, Dandenong had uh, Abby Bishop had her first big night out for the, for the new club. She had 18 points and 7 rebounds. McLeod with Kathleen McLeod with 17 points and Steph Cumming with 15. Taylor Roberts, as we mentioned, 16 points. Rebecca Cole, 12. And Gretel Tippett had 8 points and 10 rebounds, which is a good uh, good return to form for her. She had an absolute shocker last week against the uh, the Capitals. Could have been something to do with having a brother, Kurt, in the crowd. I think she might have been nervous, <laughs> but uh, I felt, felt for both of them because he, he made the trip to Canberra to watch her play and she just didn't have a good one. No, she didn't have a good one, but, you know, she's young and she's learning and um, I'm sure, obviously, she bounced back from that, that game and uh, I think there's a great future ahead for Gretel Tippett. She's an outstanding athlete and she's clearly, um, just in the short time space that we've seen her out here, Simon, she's really starting to develop as a player. And, you know, you talked a little bit about they had a lot of turnovers on Friday night against Standing On. You expect that from a young team. That's you know, one of those things is learning how to play at the pace and the physicality of this game and to be able to make decisions under pressure. And that's all part of maturing as a group and getting that experience. So that will come. Um, you know, we expect the AIS, as well, although I'm sure it's very frustrating for Coach Brown at times. Um, you know, you do expect them to sort of, you know, make mistakes. And, uh, but they learn from them, so that's the important bit. Yeah, it's very easy for us to, um, to compare them side by side to the teams they're playing against, but the reality is they're 
nowhere near as experienced, nowhere near as uh, as technically um, able as a lot of the teams they play against. And uh, talking about rebounds, they had uh, sorry turnovers. They had 27 turnovers, but the game last night, uh, Sydney versus West Coast up in Alice Springs. We'll talk about that a bit more at half time. But uh, Sydney had 21 turnovers in that game, and uh, I think West Coast, just going from memory, had about 16 as well. Mm. So, uh, you know, often that can be a, a sign of just the defensive pressure that a team is playing, not necessarily of the skill level of the people with the ball. I mean, no one would doubt the skill level of a, of a guard like Kristen Veal, who had five turnovers in the game, you know, individually. Five turnovers isn't fantastic, but... Uh, Sometimes it can be about how much that person has the ball in their hands and, and uh, how much pressure they're getting put under. Absolutely. And, uh, look, I think tonight will be inter- uh, this afternoon, sorry, will be interesting with Bendigo um, up against the AIS. Uh, Tess Madkin's first game back. She graduated uh, last season and has uh, moved to ben- Bendigo. She highly was sought after. Highly <laughs> sought after um, player. And, you know, she was certainly one of the standouts for the AIS group of that year. So she's up against her some of her former teammates, um, so it'll be interesting to see how she goes and how well she's slotting into this Bendigo lineup. And of course, the other players we're going to watch out for, of course, is Christy Harrower. Everyone knows about Christy. Dave mm-hmm. Richards and uh, Kelly Wilson. It'll be interesting to see how Kelly uh, is playing this season. Yeah, she's been fairly solid so far in the opening two games. Got the starters now for the AIS: Rebecca Cole, Tessa Levy, Alex Bunton, um, Madeline Garrick. And Gretel Tippett will start for Bendigo. No surprise. Christy Harrow, Gabe Richards, Kelly Wilson, the three we just spoke about. Tess Madgen starting for them as well. And Chelsea, Chelsea Aubrey. Aubrey, of course, the import from Canada. The famous knockdown the three-pointer in the dying second big girl. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> she's had a couple of those that she's made well, she's since she's been in the, Australia. She's <laughs> the Canadian national team, so she's no slouch. AIS come away with the first tip. Tessa Levy now with the ball, pushes it right to Rebecca Cole. Ooh, bit of a wild pass, but Tibbet pulled it in. She takes a bit of a shuffle and jump shot from the top of the key. It doesn't drop. Tess Madden comes away with the rebound, and the general, Christy Harrow, with the ball in her hand. Gee, we've seen that a lot over the last few years, haven't we, Michelle? Madden now gets it into Gabe Richards, working in the low post. She gets a bit of a push foul called there. I thought it was a travel. But, mm, so uh, did I. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone but the referee thought that one was a trouble. Yep. <laughs> it was on uh, Alex Bunton, so yeah. she picks up her first foul. Wilson with the ball at the baseline, round to Harrow, a quick shot from the baseline. Whoop. Whistle's gone, but uh, no one stops. <laughs> it appears that the bench is having some sort of issue with the, something they've called the referee out. There'll be a Bendigo ball from the baseline. They've got a reset on the 30 sec- on the 24 second clock, showing my age there. <laughs> been 30 for a while, I'm sure. <laughs> it hasn't, so we'll just wait for them. <laughs> ah, that's what the issue was. It's down to 14 seconds on the shot clock. So that was what was confusing you. The, the that's right. There. Yep. There'll be a Bendigo ball from the baseline. We saw them uh, running the little screen and curl action for Christy Harry off the last baseline play. I'd expect to see that again. Well, it is a new 24 now, so... Well, good hands from Madeline Garrick. Just got a hand in on the pass to Madgen and knocked it loose. So Kelly Wilson will shuffle along the baseline to the other side until start again. Drops it deep to Aubrey. Through to Harrow. Harrow trying to hit Gabe Richards. Pretty ambitious pass there from Christie. Gabe was sort of locked in that battle there with Bunton. And she certainly had her on the seal, which doesn't have the athleticism to get up in the air and pull that one in. Not so, quite, no. no. <laughs> 
Lauren Jackson might have pulled that down, but I don't think Gabe Richards would have. Gretel Tippett now works into the key. Pass. Nice Jack, ooh, took a big Great bump job. from Richards and still made the basket. No call there. So. Yeah, she really did a fantastic job of finishing that one off. She took a big bump from Richards that was able to, you know, just nice soft finishes. Harrower goes all the way on her own. Unable ooh. to make it, but Richards gets the board and puts it back. Good job from Bunsen to make Carrow a change of shot and miss it, but in doing so she gave up uh, the position to Gabe Richards got an easy rebound in the putback. Tip it again on the 45, works into the keyway, kicks it out to Cole. Cole over to Levy on the baseline. She drives baseline, kicks it back to Rebecca Cole. Into Bunsen, Bunsen goes right, kicks it off the glass. Two points. Nice, nice execution offensively there. From they're getting it through hands, they're reversing the ball and finding the open target. Just couldn't patient, just waiting yeah. until they had a good look at the basket. Wilson now with the ball in the 45 to the top to Madgen. She oh, drives nice. in. Ooh, good drive, but just got it broken up by Garrick. Madeline Garrick showed really good, quick hands so far this year. She's going to be a bit of a handful for a lot of offensive players. She's got the ball now, kicks it. A very high post to Tippett. Tippett puts it on the floor, goes round. Ooh, nice little dish into Alex Bunton, but she's called on the foul. She was fouled on that drive by Chelsea Aubrey, her first personal. So it'll be a baseline. Yep, it's going to go baseline. 14 seconds left on the shot clock. Ooh, Garrick almost lost the ball, but reeled it in, kicked it to Bunton. Back to Levy. Five on the clock. Tip it again. Yeah. Change of direction. Oh, the shot didn't hit the ring. Um, Alex Martin did a great job there to, to reel in the rebound, but the shot didn't hit the ring, so unfortunately. The clock expired first. Yeah. I'm liking the way AIS are executing offensively. They're being really active without the ball in their hands. They're getting it through sets of hands and creating some driving lines for them. Richards now outside the three. Over to Harrow on the left-hand side. She drives, dumps it back to Aubrey. The famous three-point shot doesn't drop this time. Wilson with the rebound, though. She, both the AIS guards, Garrick and Levy, sort of came down to their knees in that rebounding contest. There was nothing untoward in it, but they just, from the sheer effort and the bodies crashing, and Wilson was able to take advantage and get a layup. Oh, well, turnover there. Turnover. Gabe Richards just walked in and took that ball away. Wilson to Aubrey, just a little bit of a three-man weave drill there. Yep, the easy end. transition basket for the uh, Bendigo as they take a 6-4 lead with seven minutes to go in this first quarter. Cole gets it into Tippett at the high post again. Back to Tessa Levy now. She wheels around, drops it into Bunton. Ambitious yeah. pass and Bunton yeah. really just ran out of room. Straddling the baseline. Mass substitutions for the AIS. We've got Michaela Donnelly... Nadine Payne, Taylor Roberts, and Georgia yeah. Manier. All coming on for the Institute, so... It's a good start from the AIS. Very good start. As you said, Michelle, looking really confident offensively. It's the first time this season we've seen that. Yeah. <coughs> Christy Harrow just fouled a little reach in there from uh, Michaela Donnelly. Her first personal... A nice little uh, pull-up jump shot from Christy there. and Donnelly sticks her hands in and uh, she'll go to the foul line and nails the first of a set of two. Makes the second. So Payne will inbound from the baseline to Salavi with the ball. 
Brings it up under the watchful eye of Christy Harrower. Kicks it left to Manier. She goes into Nadine Payne. Just finds Roberts. Oh, good broken up pass there. Aubrey just got a hand and kicks it out to Harrower. She's on the break. A good defensive transition for the Institute. Slowed things up. Kicks it out to... Ooh. Oh, nice, nice little strip from Christy Harrow on the rebound there. Wilson's shot goes up. Oh, good rebounding position from Taylor Roberts. She's fouled by Madgan or Aubrey. Take your pick. Chelsea Aubrey, so that's not good news for Bendigo. Her second foul in four minutes. Reminiscent of uh, Tolo on Friday night against uh, Logan. She picked up two very quick early fouls. Georgia Manier with the ball for the Institute. And the pain, just a little hand off to Manier. Ooh, they wrestle for it and Bendigo come up with it. Christy Harrow with the outlet pass to Kelly Wilson. And that's another layup for Bendigo. And Phil Brown wants to have a chat about it. The uh, spirit up 10-4 with 5.48 left in this first quarter. Great start for the Institute, but um, just looking a little bit, uh, a little slow to start with this second group. Yeah, look, I think they're, um, you know, just uh, trying to do a little bit too much offensively, which is enabling uh, Bendigo to just come up with some steals and, and just push the ball out and get into the transition game. The, um, I guess, you know, for the AIS, it's just a case of making sure, like, they are executing offensively and they're just sort of trying to make one pass too many or, you know, trying to force it through. So they just have to go back to making sure that they keep the... Offense nice and spread, get the ball through some sets of hands and those driving and penetration lanes will continue to open up. Yeah, quite a contrast to that first group who we saw taking a lot of time and being quite patient, moving the ball and, and quite happy to just keep kicking it on until they got a, a good look at a drive or a shot. This uh, second group, as you said, Michelle, just trying to force things a little and Yeah, and I think also Bendigo is <laughs> up to their defensive pressure as well. So, you know, that, that makes things they've got a little bit more into a rhythm and uh, you can just see them taking a step up, getting up and in defensively and uh, putting the AIS group under a little bit more pressure and that's when turnovers happen. Well, we got the substitution. Chelsea Aubrey's going to sit down with her two fouls. And uh, Olivia, uh, sorry... I think that might be Finnegan, isn't it? It is Finnegan, except there's no Finnegan on our sheet. <laughs> As we see Taylor Roberts uh, nailed two for the AIS, just up a nice two-man play there with uh, Levy, and uh, that takes it up to 6-10 with the uh, Bendigo leading. As we see Bendigo's possession through Wilson, across to Finnegan. Kicks it back to Wilson, looking to find Richards inside, but they can't get her at the moment. Harrow's got the ball in her hands with eight to go on the clock as she... Wheels and deals, unable to make it, but Roberts comes up with a big board and... Ooh, Christy Carroll almost. almost with the steal. Great quick pass and good inside play there. Manier, sorry, Michaela Donnelly with a, a rocket pass down the middle of the front court. Hit Nadine Payne under the basket and she's fouled as she was attempting to make that layup. Yeah, she did a good job of um, going strong against the um, Bendigo defence and you know, rode the bump and converted it and knocked down the free throw as well. Nice three-point play for Nadine Payne. Hmm. Madden driving hard from the weak side and uh, draws the foul. You can see AIS. She really did lean in and uh, milk that one, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what she does very well. We yeah. saw it when she played here um, with the Institute. She was very, very quick on that drive. And, She's got a uh, great first step. Yeah, mm-hmm. just 
devastating first step is able to just get out in front of defenders and uh, a lot of the time they have the only option is to really foul her. So we saw her at the line a lot last year and I'd expect it'll be more of the same up at Bendigo. 12-9 now with 4.55 left. Christy Harrow at steal again. She's in transition with Kelly Wilson. Good hands there from Donnelly. Was able to break up the pass and force the turnover. She's flying down the court now. Just slows things down. Waits for her teammates to catch up. Georgia Manier with the ball. Baseline to Donnelly. Gets it in. Oh, Nadine Payne, plenty of room in there. An awkward sort of half drive and a bit of a hoik there. She, uh, the shot didn't go and she sort of got a little pushy in the rebounding contest and Payne's been picked up for the foul. Yeah, and we've just seen uh, Taylor Roberts has come off as has Lavey and uh, Coach Brown is talking to Taylor about you know, the way to play against a big body like Gabe Richards and how to hold your position and seal and be patient and let the ball reverse and get the angle so that you can get the reseal rather than trying to fight that. It's something I think that big players take a little while to learn and uh, particularly when you've got someone who's, you know, a really solid, strong post player such as uh, Gabe when Richards. When you're that young too, it can Absolutely. be hard work. Chrissy Harrow on the line now. She makes the first of her free throws. And drops a second. So, Spirit up 14-9 now. Rebecca Cole with the ball for the Institute. Over to Georgia Manier. Back down to Cole. Oh, wow. The pass into Bunton. Bunton just turned and peeled away. And that pass went straight to Gabe Richards. She's got the ball now. She kicks it to Christy Harrower. Her three doesn't go. Bunton with the rebound, though. Makes some ends down this end. Rebecca Cole with the ball for the Institute. Top of the three-point arc. Goes left to Manier. Georgia Manier kicks it into Bunton in the high post. Works off. Michaela Donnelly, just little shuffle. And, yeah, a bit too much of a shuffle. She's called for the travel. So, things starting to fix themselves for the Institute. They're back in this game. Jasmine Finnegan with the ball now to Gabe Richards. She fakes the pass, looks the drive. Good defence from the AIS. Changed the shot. Good rebounding contest. Yeah, Edmondson, who we saw play for... Christchurch in yeah, the, when yeah. they were in. When and, they were uh, in, yeah. I think she was with Bendigo again last year. But she's a, uh, a good outside shooter, Edmondson. Harrow with the ball. Fakes the shot, tries hard. And a travel on Finnegan. So, Dean Payne... Call of the night tonight. I think there's been yep. quite a few, yep. quite a few travels called early. AIS have done Travel a good is job of. AIS have done a good job of hanging in there. It's uh, only a five point difference to go at this point in the game, and it was looking like uh, Bendigo were going to get away for a while there, but they've really stuck at it. So it's good to see. Rebecca Cole flicks it over to Nadine Payne. She puts up an outside shot. It didn't look good from here, but it rattled around and dropped. <laughs> Three points. Oh, look, just Ooh, poor just, oh, wow. Nadine Payne, after knocking down that shot, has run down the other end and taken a big charge on Antonio Edmondson. Yeah, absolutely. Edmondson got airborne and had nowhere to go. <laughs> you could see it desperately thinking, do I shoot, do That's I pass? Great, ah! great defense from Payne there. So. Fantastic work. Garrick now with the ball over to Bunsen. She squares up the top of the key. Left-hand side. It's stagnant, the AIS, but eventually gets it over to Cole. 
She drives hard on Edmondson. Shot goes up from outside from Manier. It's no good. Rebound to Finnegan. Kelly Wilson now with the ball coming down the right wing. Garrick wearing her like a glove. Garrick's an impressive defender at an early age already. Finnegan now drives baseline on Nadine Payne. Good defence again from her. Forces a bad pass and the AAS come up with it. Rebecca Cole now on the left wing. Flicks it way right over to Manier. Her three-point shot is good. And we've got a tied ball game. 14 all, 2 minutes 15. Great recovery from the Institute. Harrower now with the ball. Dumps in the high post to Richards. Right-hand side. Just waiting. Bendigo having similar problems with their offence. Harrower now drives baseline. Finds a way. Gets oh, Edmondson wide open. Her shot doesn't drop. She led the league in three-point percentage before this game with two of two. That uh, percentage is now halved. Oh, again. Mrs. Manier again. No, Garrick this time it was. Same play almost. It's a drive inside and a kick out to that right wing. And only a two-point shot this time. But the AIS with momentum to burn. They really hit a, a purple patch. They're on a 7-0 to run. And uh, this time Bernie Harrow wants to have a chat. <laughs> Say, hey girls, what's going on? Let's stop the momentum here. But the AAS have done a good job. They're really pushing the ball down the floor hard and, uh, you know, opening up lanes. They're drawing the defence. So they're, you know, trying to push it down into the middle of the floor, collapsing the DE and then just finding the player on the perimeter who's open. They've knocked them down two times in a row. So that's certainly a good offensive transition from the AIS. Yeah, they're just uh, a bit of that patience that we saw early on in this quarter, just coming back into the game and... Uh, there's certainly, it's it's one of the cool things about what, I guess watching the AIS all the time, Michelle. You get to see them grow and develop, and sometimes that jump can be very quick. I mean, this is certainly it's a different team to what we saw two weeks ago playing here against. Uh, you know, first game of the season. Phil Brown's been away at Worlds. However, mm-hmm. I guess two weeks can be a very long time in a positive way for basketball as well. And. Uh, the girls just look aggressive and um, more determined defensively. They look, uh, they look more settled. And we saw them at um, half-time in the game last week against the Capitals where they're actually out drilling their offensive sets, which yeah. is really unusual to Phil see. Phil did not take them into the rooms at half-time. No, he no. Them to That's work right. On their and stuff. It's clearly been something that's uh, been useful for them. Well, it's certainly uh, reaping benefits oh, at the steal. moment. Oh, Ooh. Good. good defense from Mania. Yeah, she Mania. just really got in the lane, got a hand on it, and uh, forced Edmonton to step out of bounds. Great job, Rebecca Cole. Now with the ball for the Institute. 125 left in this first quarter. Bunton outside the three on the right hand side dumps it into Mania. She dribbles around, kicks it to Garrick. Madeline Garrick knocks down another, not three, but a long jump shot. And the Institute up by four. But they're creating such good space by being really active without the ball as we see Finnegan take the long-range bomb. Unable oh, to make great it. rebound Cole from Cole. It in. And they're off and racing again. Oh, Ooh. unfortunately turns the ball over on that occasion. Harold pushes it up to Edmondson on the right-hand wing and they decide just to pull it out and get themselves in their half-court set. Jane Chalmers over to Kelly Wilson. Got an offensive foul. I think it's on Finnegan. Yep, yep, just trying to tip it, just trying to curl through the baseline there and she just stepped across and took away her space. Olivia Thompson coming on for the first time tonight for the Institute. So the Institute with definitely the upper hand at the moment. 
Cole now with the ball. Brings it up the middle. Kicks it to Tippett. Right-hand side. Over to Bunton. She swings it through to Cole on the left now. Just being patient. Good signs. Tippett now. Puts the ball on the floor. Drives into the key. Awkward awkward shot. It almost dropped though. But uh, Bendigo with the rebound. Wilson down to Edmondson. Just slowing things up. Kelly Wilson wants to run a play. 17 seconds left. So about half a second differential between the shot clock and the game clock. So they really want that last shot and they would want it to count being four points down. Now Wilson goes around, looks to isolate, drives on Tippett. Awkward shot, doesn't drop. Ooh, Chalmers almost got the rebound. Olivia Thompson cleans up the scraps, kicks it out to Cole. And the Institute win their first quarter of the season. That's right. It's a great effort by the AIS. They're up 18-14 at the end of the first quarter and they've really done a very good job of making sure that they didn't let the um, swing and momentum against them uh, grab hold of them and and, uh, create more problems for them. They really did a good job of consolidating, gritting and getting back into the game through um, just some tough defence, some good rebounding and just being a little bit more patient offensively. So a really good sign for the AIS. Definitely. They're uh, looking... Bendigo are looking a little frazzled and a little out of sorts at the moment. They've uh, got some work to do as, you know, 18 to 14, not like they're in trouble and it's very, very early days, but um, three-point shooting, I'm just having a quick look at the stats right out the window, one of seven for both teams. So Bendigo have put up five and missed them all. But uh, apart from that, the, the, the field goal shooting percentage... Look at that, 62%, 62% to 27. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, look, I think that reflects the fact that the AIS are getting good open look. You know, they're doing a good job of getting the ball through hands. They're being active without it. They're flash cutting hard. They're setting, you know, setting some nice posts for the um, for their guards to feed it to, and and that's creating good shooting opportunities for them. And uh, when you get the right shots and you execute offensively and you're getting the shots and the looks that you need to get, nine times out of ten, you're going to shoot at a good rate. Absolutely, that turnover count we were discussing before the game, not looking good for either. Nine for the Institute, eight for Bendigo. So, but as we said, it's more a uh, an indication of the intensity of defence and, yeah. and how difficult it is for uh, for players to get good looks. And, and certainly, the transition defence from both teams has been excellent. That's right. And that's where we've seen a lot of those turnovers, just with entry passes at the beginning of plays and players just getting hands in and knocking the ball free. So. I would expect that uh, Bendigo will come out of this timeout with a lot more aggression and be mm. really looking to. They've got to be a little bit careful, um, you know, in terms of the of the fouls. I mean, they're sitting at five apiece there at the end of the quarter, but they just need to be a little bit careful that when you come out and you want to lift your intensity and play a bit more aggressive and up and in defensively, that that doesn't step over that line and uh, you know become a bit of an issue for um, foul problems. Well, they played the back half of that uh, quarter without Chelsea Aubrey. She picked up those two quick fouls, so she only ended up playing four minutes of that first quarter. So we'd expect to see her, She's and she is, back on the floor yep. and uh, watching watching the uh, the foul count a little bit more. Eleanor Harring on oh, for the first time. Interesting, Bendigo have gone into a zone, so they're looking to try, and they obviously were having some problems matching it up. Tip it with the ball for the Institute, tosses it to Cole. Travel. Yeah, a little... <laughs> Played a good poker face, didn't <laughs> flinch at all as she jumped, came down, just kept driving. A couple of steps. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to sell it, but the referees were all over that one. Luffy Chalmers with the ball, bringing it up. 
under pressure from Maneer in the front court. Across to Harrower on the left hand, 45. She drives hard at the foul line, kicks it back out to Aubrey for the open three. She doesn't make it, but Herring gets on the board and oh, unable to finish it. So we see Thompson and uh, Thompson and Herring fighting for it, and it comes out of bounds, and it's going to be an AIS ball. That's that uh, Thompson's athleticism again. I know I've gone on and on about it this year already, but she's got just amazing leap. Leap. Nicole with the ball, bringing it down. Payne's got it at the point, feeds it in to tip it in the post. He kicks it back out to Cole for the long-range three. Can't knock it. Herring comes up with the board. It's with Harrower looking to push it down in the transition. Pulls it up at the point line and uh, kicks it across to Thompson. Thompson. Through to Harrower, left hand, right-hand side. Not getting an easy look. Harrower brings it into the free-throw line, pulls up, puts up a shot, doesn't drop. There it is again. Olivia Thompson. She was a full head above players that are uh, probably an inch or two taller than her. That's She's right. got an amazing Ripped lead. it in, but Chalmers, <laughs> you've got to watch it with Bendigo. They've got little guards that get in there, and Ooh, the second yeah. you bring it down, they're going to wrap you up, which is exactly what happened. As Harrow takes the three off of the inbounds plays and able to make it. And Cole, with the, Cole with the rebound. Pushing it hard down the floor. Into Thompson at the... Awkward shot. On the trail, just unable to make it. And again, Bendigo will bring the ball. They're going to walk it up this time. Chris says we're going to take our time here. Get ourselves organised offensively. Well, almost two minutes gone and neither team has scored. So, yeah, they were wanting to get a good look. Harring just kicks it back off to Aubrey. She drives right on Payne. Good, good defence from Payne. Thompson again gets up. Couldn't pull it in this time, but Garrick is able to clean it up for the Institute. She kicks it off to Cole. who gets her charges set up, moves left across the court. Just in the Dean Payne, she flicks it open. Yeah, look, Tippett was wide open, but just unable to get it as we see. A nice drive from Thompson on the baseline, unable to finish it off. And Harrow picks up the rebound again. Still 18-14, no score. Your brain's getting pretty animated there. <laughs> Did you see her? <laughs> oh, Harrow gets a lot of traffic there, and Tippett... Harrow was able to just palm it off there to Harring, who's able yeah. to drive in, and Tippett just... Came in a bit late, sort of had to take it on sideways, and I guess any time there's that kind of sideways flailing at the ball with the arm, <laughs> referees are more than likely going to call it on you. So Tippett picks up her first personal. Herring makes the first free throw for the first score of this quarter. Two minutes and 16 seconds gone already. Very quiet in here with the free throw shooting. <laughs> quite bizarre. Aaron Herring makes them both to close that gap to two now. 18 to 16, the AIS leading. Cole with the ball. Goes long to Garrick, into Payne, into Tippett. Awkward oh. shot. <laughs> that she, she makes it. I don't... She sort yeah, of goes... She, she really does fade away a lot. I think she needs just to learn to uh, go at the basket as we see... Mm-hmm. Someone's been called for a foul. It was unfortunate as we had Cole just about to go coast to coast on that one. Mm. Which picked, up the, picked off the pass. That driver Tibbet, she sort of drives left and then turns. It's not even much, so much the fadeaway, Michelle. It's that she turns 90 degrees across her body. It's such an awkward looking shot, but she seems to hit it more often than not. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, probably not a habit you want to uh. have a keeping. <laughs> Harrowing now. Oh, spin move. Good D Good from D Cole. From Cole. Kicks it over to Thompson. Her shot is no good. Herring almost came up with the rebound there. And Nadine Payne just getting a hand in and knocking it free. So it's going to be a 
Bendigo ball from the baseline. We'll say that five times fast. <laughs> Bendigo ball from the baseline. Harring now to Thompson. Chalmers. Flicks it back over to Harrower. Left hand. Side Aubrey. to Aubrey. Outside shot. Still doesn't drop. They still haven't hit a three. <laughs> Bendigo, I think they've shot about eight. See Levy bringing the ball up under pressure from Chalmers. She kicks it into Payne at the pinch post. She squares up and looks to drive hard against Herring. Can't Ooh. kick the ball out to the player on the perimeter, but um, there's a little bit too much on it for her, and she uh, turned it over and it'll be a Bendigo ball. So Chelsea Aubrey off and Gab Richards on for Bendigo. Alex Bunton steps up. Looks like they're going to try to sneak in a quick sub here, the Institute. So she comes on. Nadine Payne comes off. Nadine Payne's been great defensively. She's really done a very good job of um, you know, getting getting body position on players and cleaning up on the boards and you know, just her rotational um, defence has been very good and she's picked up a couple of offensive um, charges from people. So mm. it's been good. Harrow now with the ball. For yeah, Harry, little travel. shuffle again. Definitely there. Referee's all over it tonight. That was... A big, quite a big shuffle in the end. So Garrick, sorry, Tippett with the ball, gets it into Levy. Levy brings it over into the front court, gets it left to Olivia Thompson. Through to Rebecca Cole. Bunton, very high post on the right-hand side. Gets it across to Levy. She drives, pull-up jump shot, squares up. Nice-looking shot in the end, but it doesn't drop. Harrower ends up coming away with the rebound. She pushes it down the floor. Good screen from Harrow. Oh, could have been the pass on there. Three-point rain again doesn't drop from Harrower. So, oh, of nine now, I think they are. Cole with the ball at the point. Going to get some players set up as we see. Thompson was set up to the weak side perimeter. Kicks it into Tippett, who has it stripped by Harrower, just edging down off of the 45 there and rips it away from Tippett. And away they go. We see Oliver putting the ball on the floor and driving hard on the baseline and Levy's just a little slow getting there and gets called for that foul. They are very good at it, Michelle. You mentioned it earlier, the, um, the small guards. We see Chambers do it and we saw um, Chalmers, sorry, and we saw Harrow do it there exactly. As soon as those bigger players like Tippett or Bunsen or any of the AIS bigs bring that ball down around their waist, they are all over it. Absolutely. Chalmers with the ball now. Through to Haring, Thompson, back to Haring. She drives on Tippett, pull-up jump shot. Good. Tough shot, that one. You know, Tippett's got a nice long reach on her and she faded away slightly and knocked it down as we see Lady bring the ball up. Tippett out on the perimeter, looking to drive hard, kicks it out to Thompson. Probably need to get the ball through some hands here for the AIS. They're a little bit focused on penetration without moving the defence. So we've got Lady with it at this point. There's four on the shot clock. She's forced to take the long range, unable to make it. And, Good uh, box out from yeah, Thompson Ol- there. Oliver comes up with it. Sorry, Oliver, yes, you're right. <laughs> and again, Chalmers comes up with the ball. You know, the AIS bigs are just uh, doing a good job of getting the board, but just bringing it down for those guards to come in and shark it. It's a real arm wrestle at the moment. Harring now kicks it off to Harrower. She drives, pulls up the free throw line out to Chalmers. Into Richards. She's going to go inside. Works oh. it in and finally drops it. Oh, 
rolls around. So <laughs> they'll be happy that one went in. It's all tied up. Yes. Four and a half minutes to go in this second quarter. 20 apiece. Bunton did a decent job too of uh, making it hard work for her. Ooh, Michaela Donnelly, she's drove very hard there on Chalmers. Chalmers had really no option but to get in the way and try to try to foul her. So she'll pick up her first, Jane Chalmers. It's going to be a very low-scoring quarter at this rate. We were sitting at 18-14 at the half. Uh, uh, sorry, at the quarter time break, and uh, not a lot of points being scored in this quarter. Lady through to Mania. Few subs come on just then. Michaela Donnelly gets it into Tippett in the low post. Bunton, the 45. Ooh, good-looking shot. Didn't drop, but Lady came up with the rebound. Yeah, she'll reset it. Bad miss on that box out from Wilson then. Yeah. Donnelly into Tippett. Tippett just trying to give herself some room. She's determined to get into that, to that basket. We've seen her three or four trips now. This time she does. Much more comfortable on the right-hand side as we see... Madgen looking to drive hard, turns the ball mm, over. Good pressure from the Institute to force that. Lavey's running the ball up the floor, kicks it to the corner over to Donnelly. Back through hands, good ball reversal out to tip it on the 45. As we see Bunton making a big post, they don't give it to her, but Lavey's got it from the perimeter. She takes the long Ooh, range. Not a good looking shot. Harrower now, Wilson out on the burst. Brings it up. Good defence and transition again for the Institute. Pass is broken up by Lavey. She pushes on Gabe Richards now. Harrower coming. No. Yes, it was Harrower. And she's had to foul her in the end. Good vision from Lavey. She recognised she had uh, Gabe Richards there and was just going to make her sprint down the court as fast as she could. Taylor Roberts and Nadine Payne coming back on for the Institute. Tippett and Button will have a, a breather. Tessa Lavey will line up to shoot too. Knocks down the first one. So a three-point lead now for the Institute. Three minutes and five seconds left in this second quarter. Ooh, second one doesn't drop. She knew as soon as she put it up, she ran in for the rebound. Oh, as Payne Ooh. picks it off and uh, just unable to pull it in as it goes out of bounds. See. Yeah, I mean, we, we kind of expect the AOS to be a little loose with their passing. Bernie Harrow, as soon as that ball went out of bounds, he wanted a timeout. We don't expect that kind of loose passing from, from Bendigo. Certainly not from a team with... With the harrowers with their name anywhere near it, so right. he wants to have a chat. Bendigo look a little bit flat, Simon. They don't seem to have any sort of um, no. enthusiasm or um, you know intensity in their game at the moment. So they really just, you know, I don't know what it is. They're just looking a little flat out there, and they just, just think if they lifted up their intensity and uh, put the AIS under a bit more pressure, they'd start to create some opportunities for themselves. But at the moment, the AIS are doing a great job. Yeah, that shooting percentage not improving for. Bendigo, but probably because of the outside shooting, still none of 10 and for three-point and 23% inside. So Yeah, yeah and, and that reflects the fact that the Bendigo are not getting the shots out of their offence. It's really, you know, it's coming down to the last last second shot or their, um, you know, We've just seen a lot of driving and wild kind of sideways exactly, shots and things exactly there. So. so, you know, that, that reflects on what they're shooting through. Whereas the RAS, I think they struggled a little bit when um, Bendigo went into that zone and they were mixing it up. They were zone and match-up zone and so they sort of struggled a little bit to get themselves organised but they worked it out and they did a, you know, persistence was good and um, they were patient and they started to again get the ball through sets of hands and create the open opportunities. So um, they're doing a great job. So three minutes remaining in this first half. 
Institute up 23 to 20. Christy Harrow with the ball. Brings it left. Talking about a look on her face that the offense didn't work. Whatever they were trying to run, she brings it back out. Looks to reset. Gets open. Puts up a three. Almost drops this time. It's still no love from beyond the arc. Roberts with the rebound. Gets it to Lady. She kicks it down. Ooh. Donnelly now with the ball outside the... Uh, oh, ooh, wild pass, yeah. Just not the right time to try and feed that. Then. Not at all. Harrower now with the ball. Wilson gets it in to Madgen. She backs down. She's quick. That footwork Tess Magden is just superb. She was able to just wrong foot Donnelly there and sneak in under the baseline and Donnelly really just had to foul her. Yeah, and look, I just need, the AIS need to do a better job of adjusting getting off the ball early because really Madgen just beat her on the flash cut and then she had no chance of being able to establish any position against her defensively. So, you know, better job of adjusting quickly to the ball and bumping her in the flash cut action. Madgen misses the foul shot. So it's still a one-point lead to the AIS, 23-22. Two minutes, 11 left to go in this uh, second quarter. You see uh, the ball fed into Payne in the low post on the right-hand side. She's looking to find uh, someone free on the perimeter. Oh, mm. maybe. I think she was passing that before she'd actually caught it on that yep. occasion. Yep, still out of her hands. Thomas with Madgen, you'd defend the... Um You'd defend the drive. I'd, I'd stand off her a little bit and let her shoot it. Because <laughs> she. Oh, oh wow. There's yeah. a quick again, just in a flash cut there. She just goes baseline, gets a, a one foot jump shot as Bendigo takes the lead by one point, 24 to 23. But yeah, Madgen, if she gets that first step in front of you, she's going to lay it up. She's going to get to the basket easily. But uh, I'd almost invite her to shoot before driving. <laughs> Yeah, look, and, you know, Madgen's quick, but, I mean, just generally you cannot afford in this game to get beaten on flash cut action. If you start getting ripped open on that, then you're going to create have all sorts of problems in terms of containing the score. So, uh, yeah, yes, I think it's just, a, you know, getting caught up a little bit on screen action and just not adjusting and communication in their defence has to improve to make sure that they don't uh, get beaten like that too many times. And just have a look at the box score here. And interestingly, I was having a look at the impact that Christy Harrow has had on the game. She's doesn't seem to be having as large, that large an impact, but then you start looking at the stats, Simon, and mm. as we lose them, <laughs> you know, she's got, what has she got there? She's got four points, two steals, made a couple of turnovers on the board. Yeah, no, she's doing all right. All from the line. Yeah. All from yeah. the line. Oh, of eight shooting percentage. She's put up four threes. It won't stay like that. <laughs> no, no. But that's a, certainly a rare start for her to, uh, to miss that many shots. And credit to the AIS um, guards defensively. You know, she's been working hard at trying to get some penetration, and they've done a pretty good job on her. Maybe gets it through to Cole. They are half her age. <laughs> <laughs> Goes mean? into pain, looking to make a move on the post as we see Lady come off it hard and uh, drive to the basket. Good job, and she's fouled, and she'll go to the foul line. Really nice execution there. Nadine Payne was very patient with the ball and just allowed Lady to come curl off her and uh, take the hand off and drive hard to the basket. That's Aubrey's third. She's just come back on and uh, picked up that third one, but there's only a minute and a half left in this second quarter as Tessa Levy knocks down the first of her free throws. Misses the second, but Nadine Payne comes away with the rebound. Gets it back to Levy. 
Oh, she wrong foots Wilson very nicely there, but Wilson's able to recover. Madeline Garrick with the ball, flips it up to Cole. High post to Nadine Payne. She goes to the free throw line, turns around, jump shot, doesn't drop. Christy Harrow with the rebound. Just fell into a lap there. Yeah, no, look, and good offensive execution again. Unfortunately, Payne wasn't able to make the shot, but it was the right right shot to get. So, still looking... Oh, another flash oh, cut wow. action. Oh, wow. Mad game, that's almost identical to the yeah, basket look, she had. It's just basic flex cut action ago. that's yeah. happening there, and uh, the RIS are just too slow to adjust on that. They need to... Uh, I'm sure that's what Phil Brown would have been talking to him about <laughs> in the last time out. Cole gets it into the high post. To Payne. Oh, a little handoff to Garrick. Nowhere to go, but she finds a way. Gets through, but the pass is broken up. Didn't have a lot of room to work in there. Harrow now with the ball, brings it up court. Gets to Wilson. Back to Harrow. Dumps it into Madgan at the free throw line. She's first step again. We yeah. talked about it. She just She's blew past Payne. Mm. And Payne's D has been excellent in this game. But Madgan just a little hesitation and bang, that first step. And there was an improvement defensively there in that on the flex cut action they actually switched and Payne went on to Madgan, which was the right decision. Mm. Unfortunately, when she received the ball, she's just got such a quick first step that she just burnt past it. She knows Payne. when to drive too, Michelle. Like yeah. Payne was stepping up into her as she took that spot. Yeah. shot. And a lot of time, it's around timing about when to go when you when that defender's got all that forward momentum and you use that against them. And she did it beautifully there. Roberts now, oh, lost the handle on that drive. Madgen eventually comes up with it. She's going one on three. Thinks she'll pick it up, and she does. Drops it into Finnegan. Finnegan to Richards. Just that's probably the worst defensive transition we've seen from the AIS. They just sort of dawdled down the court. Then I think they maybe thought that there wasn't enough time on the clock, and mm. the clock was going to save them, but it didn't. And a pretty dramatic sort of last minute and a half there sees. The Bendigo Spirit up by seven after uh, trailing most of that quarter by four points. That's right. You know, the AIS went into the quarter break up by, with a lead of four points, 18-14. And uh, for most of that first half, probably for a good first seven minutes, eight minutes of that first half, the AIS were in control of that game. And then the uh, Bendigo just lifted up their intensity a bit and uh, a few poor decisions and... Uh, Defensive breakdowns really has been the issue on that flex cut action. It just, uh, you know, Madgen was allowed to get into the game. Yeah, yeah, she just got into the game just off good basic old flex cut action and uh, AIS just a little too slow to adjust to that. Yeah, the last minute there, a 7 to nothing run. Opens that game right up for the Bendigo Spirit. So, half-time sees... Bendigo 31, leading, ben, leading the AIS 24. We'll just have a quick look at the scorers. Once the uh, computer refreshes, there it is. So we've got uh, Gretel Tippett with six points, Nadine Payne with five, and Madeline Garrick with four, and a whole bunch of uh, Institute players with two and three points. So they're, they're certainly sharing the love scoring-wise, and they're able to, to get a whole bunch of contributors there. For uh, Bendigo, it's all Tess Madgen, 11 points. She's really, and, and was very instrumental in opening up that lead for them there as well. Uh, Gab Richards with six points, and Harrower and Eleanor Haring with uh, four points each. So, 
half time. We'll take a short break and have a listen to some music and we'll be back for the second half of this game. You're listening to sportradio.com.au. Well, we've just been treated some very impressive uh, acrobatic performance here. Phil Brown's daughter just uh, walked on her hands across the entire court, side to side. Pretty impressive stuff, really. Speaking of impressive stuff, Michelle, <laughs> let's have a look at the games that have been on this weekend so far. We've, uh, of course, we've already talked about the uh, Bendigo, the, the, sorry, the Dandenong AIS game on Friday night. Dandenong won that game 87 to 52. There was another game on Friday night. Logan were able to break Canberra's winning streak by a single point, 64 to 63. Renee Camino doing the damage for Logan. She had 14 points. Kayla Francis had 12 points and eight rebounds. Emma Randall had 10 points and 10 rebounds. For Canberra, Jess Bibby, back from that back injury, so she had 19 points, doing well. Uh, Mariana Tolo, 15 and 10 rebounds from only 26 minutes. She got two early fouls in that first quarter and only played about two minutes of that first quarter. And uh, that was a bit of an arm wrestle, and that's where Logan sort of got out to a bit of a lead to Nicole Hunt with 15 as well. So um, not to... You know, a lot of people, I think, were kind of expecting Canberra to just waltz in there, but I think people are underestimating how good Logan are going to be this year. Absolutely. Logan, you know, recruited beautifully during the mm. off-season. They picked up Camino, Francis and Randall. You add that to a group that had, has Kristen Veal, who can get the ball to play mm-hmm. uh, pretty well, as well as a lot of other solid players. And I think the really important thing is they're without that sort of those three big recruits that they've picked up last season, there's some players there that got some really valuable court time and some really good experience in the National League, which you know will certainly ensure that uh, they contribute uh, well. They play a different role this season, coming off the bench, what have you. But you know, certainly, I think Logan are going to be a very strong force in the league this season, and uh, I wasn't surprised. I thought it would no. be a tough, tough road trip for Canberra, and particularly you know without Bakovic who's still out with her injury. Francis and, and Randall can uh, be a real handful if, if you haven't got that big to, to try to uh, stem stem their effort uh, at both ends of the floor, offensively and yeah. defensively. And uh, oh, whilst we have got Tracy Beattie kind of filling the void, she's uh, always going to have her hands full with two players that are young and quick and, and, and of great size and know how to play that big position. Uh, Saturday night we saw Sydney and West Coast play in Alice Springs. So that was a, uh, another initiative from the league to get uh, basketball out to the smaller areas of Australia. So Sydney came away with that win, uh, 79 to 66. Natalie Stafford, who's uh, been back, she hasn't played with Sydney for a few years, got a new name, got married, I guess, uh, or divorced, you never know. Um, she had 19 points. Nat Porter, she uh, had her first big game of the season. We always knew it would eventually come, but she, as uh, we were talking to... Uh, Karen Dalton, when they were playing the Capitals, she's been struggling with, with illness for the first couple of weeks of this season, but she had 17 points. Katie Ebsry and Amy Denson had 13 points apiece. They shot at 52% for the game. Again, going to be pretty hard to beat a team that is shooting that well. For West Coast, Tally Bevilacqua had 14 points, Samantha Norwood with 11, and Zoe Harper with 10. And the other game Saturday night was Canberra's second road game of the weekend where they headed up to Townsville. They were able to come away with that win, 81-67. to Mariana Tolo, her fourth double-double in six, six games. games. Mm. Yeah, and remembering when she played against the AIS and I think the score was 27-3 to at quarter time. 
she did not come back on the floor for the last three quarters. So she only played five minutes in that game. Uh, yeah, 27 points, 12 rebounds. Everything was stopping for her. Michelle Cozier with 21 and 7. Carly Wilson still having her fantastic season with 10 points and 6 rebounds. For Townsville, Rachel Flanagan had 19 points and 9 rebounds. Amy Lewis, 11 points. And Joe Hill with 9. Looks like, um, just looking at the quarter-by-quarter quarter scores for that one, Michelle, looks like Townsville just burned all their powder in the first quarter. They had 33 points. We're leading by uh, 9, 33 to 24. And over the next three quarters, they only managed 10, 12 and 12 per yeah. quarter. And, you know, is that a reflection of what Townsville was doing or the changes that Canberra made well, defensively? Canberra decided <laughs> to play some defense, That's hopefully, exactly after right. a 33-point quarter. <laughs> you know, I know that, uh, you know, 33-24 is a pretty high-scoring uh, first quarter. Very high. So I would think that there would have been some words at quarter time from Coach Graff about the defensive pressure. <laughs> but uh, Canberra were able to just keep pouring on the points, 24, 19, 17 and yep. 21 to 12 in that last quarter pretty much sealed the deal for them. So that makes the la- uh, Canberra City second on the ladder. Simon, we're standing on on top on four and zero. Canberra five and one. Logan three and one. Sydney three and one. Adelaide, West Coast, Bulleen, Townsville, Bendigo, and the AIS. And today's result really is not going to um, impact on the top five at this point of the season. No, you've got to love the early season where uh, 500 gets you into fifth place. Adelaide with one and one. <laughs> but, right. uh, you know, as we always know, there's a long way to go. Well, not so long for Canberra. They've, they've only got uh, 15 games left. Some other teams have got 19. Right. <laughs> but I'm sure Back it all comes game. out in the wash. So, third quarter about to get underway here. So, Bendigo go on that 7 nothing tear in the last 50 seconds, courtesy of some great cutting and from Tess Madgen and good passing from Christy Harrower and Kelly Wilson to be able to find her on those cuts. And, uh, yeah, 7-0. to I'm sure Coach Brown would have been talking about that with his charges as this game gets back underway. AIS and offense. Madeline Garrick with the ball. Gets it to tip it in the high post. She squares up. Drives left. Kicks it off to Cole. Back to Garrick. She drives on Richards. Richards went left. For some reason, just opened that lane wide up to tip it, and she was able to make a layup, essentially. So AIS with first blood of this second half. Gabriches leads the league with rebounding with uh, 10.5 a game. She only had two rebounds for half time. So. Aubrey's blocked by Tippett on the three-point line, and uh, we see AIS in transition too easy. Alex Button finishing Bang. off that transition play, and it's a four-zip run against Bendigo at the start of this first 45 seconds of the third quarter. So good start signs from um, the AIS. It's more of that flatness you were talking about with Bendigo, Michelle. Yeah. Aubrey now with the ball, kicked to the Harrower. Right hand side, outside the three. Thought about the three, faked it, passed to Aubrey. Her three is no good, so none of 12 now. Tessa Levy just drives in. Oh, Wilson. Probably a little lucky on that one. Yeah, very lucky. Harrower gets called with the foul. Yeah, look, Lavey, probably just a little bit overly ambitious there to try. Drove into trouble, really. Yeah, kicked it out to the player on the perimeter, but um, yep. you learn those things. <laughs> None of 13, sorry, the uh, the three-point shooting woes for Bendigo. Tippett shots no good. Chelsea Aubrey and Bunton contesting that rebound. It comes off Bunton's hand, so it's a baseline ball for the Spirit. Wilson now with the ball, bringing up right wing. 
comes left to Harold. Oh, oh nice wow. Deal. Rebecca Cole. Cole just walked into that passing lane. and says, thank you very much. I'll run down here and get a layup. So, wow. A six to nothing start for the Institute. That's pretty much nullified that lead. Okay, Richards now drives on Bunton. Bunton out of position, but was able to do enough to force Gab Richards to lose the, the handle. Eventually he gets knocked out of bounds by Madeline Garrick, so it's going to be a Bendigo ball from the, from the sideline. Harold brings it back up to the top. It's the run of play. Goes left. Ooh, Wayne just opened up for a She hits a nice first field goal of the night. <laughs> And it was a good one That's too. Right. Just a, Who would have thought it? 22 minutes in a game before Harrower hits a Leaning shot. forward little runner. Scotty Pippen-esque there. Alison Levy kicks it to Bunton. Back to Levy. She drives into the key. Pulls up. Ooh, ambitious pass. To force it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Gabe Richards and Madgen just sandwiching Bunton there and, and uh, able to come up with the, with the possession. Richards now at the top of the key. Gets it to Aubrey. Back to Richards. She thinks about three. Why not? Everyone else has. Oh, forced up the shot from Madgen, but she had the positioning and she's fouled. Madeline Garrick picks up her second personal. Roberts and Payne coming back on for Tippett and Bunton for the uh, AIS. Bendigo 33-30. Madgen goes to the line, makes the first. Bendigo just steadying the ship and makes a second. So 35 plays 30 now. Tessa Levy with the ball for the Institute. Garrick now at the top of the key. Left to Payne. Phil Brown calling the play from the sideline. Payne just drives in. Ooh, another ambitious pass. Gab Richards just knocks it. Oh my Place goodness, that's a very, line. very quick three-second call there from the Whoa. referee. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, a lot Brown. of composure from Phil Brown to, to retain. <laughs> anyway, Bendigo ball. Harrow with it at the point. Cross to Wilson on the 45. She takes the open look, unable to make it, but Madgen's strong on the boards and she picks it up and finishes it's it another off. strength of her game. She's a, She's a tenacious rebounder. Yeah, very, very good rebounder. She knows how to get position more than anything. Hasn't got the highest jump or the tallest player, but position's half the battle in rebound. She just gets after it. Yep. If you see Garrick flash cut and receive the ball in the paint, unable to convert it. Bendigo pushing it down the floor through Harrower. She gets Madgen on the lane. Back to Harrower and the good defensive transition from the AIS. To, uh, oh, as we see, Harrow will pick up an easy offensive board and she'll just reset them offensively. In again to Madgen in the post. Unable to make it that time as Garrett picks up the board and pushes it down the floor. Ooh, just pass broken up there. Just a loose pass from Cole. Harrow taps it to Wilson. Wilson now in transition to Aubrey. Aubrey walks it in. Still gets well. the layup and it's a nine to nothing run to go against the AIS's Six to nothing run, which they started with. So, ouch. <laughs> yeah, and look, you know, they just, I think, on a couple of occasions, they're making some good penetration and just trying to dish the ball to someone who's, you know, half a centimetre closer to the basket than they are. Then mm. Instead of just either kicking it out to the perimeter and, and getting a reset offensively and, you know, catching Bendigo out on the closeout. But, um, 
just, you know, a couple of poor decisions and suddenly you go from a six-zip run to a nine-zip run against you. So, um, you know, still only nine points, plenty of time in this game. We've seen how well the AAS can dig in and actually, you know, regroup and consolidate and uh, get back into the game. Yeah, we saw them claw back six points in about uh, 45 seconds at the beginning of this quarter. That's right. But it can go the other way, as we've just seen Bendigo demonstrate. So, back to a similar margin than what we had at uh, half-time. It was seven, it's now nine. Madeline Garrick just having a chat to her teammates before she comes and sits back down. I was going to say... She's been good for them. She's very good, yeah. Garrick's been great, I think. I was going to say they had six out there in that huddle. I think that's one too many. She just had something to say. Payne now. Levy bringing the ball up. Olivia Thompson's on for the Institute. Probably to try and counteract Madgum a bit, I think, because they're athletic and speed. As we see, Roberts making good position inside and unfortunately... Just couldn't hang on to that pass. couldn't quite hang on to the pass from Payne, but a good seal nevertheless. So that's that's the positive out of that. Tess Madgen with the ball now gets to the Harrower. Left hand side back into Madgen. Thompson. Fouls Madgen. She fouls Madgen, so it's her first for Thompson, I think. First personal. Alex Sheedy coming on. First time tonight, I believe. She yep. gives Thompson a, a quick breather. Paul Brown, Brown obviously unhappy with Thompson on that occasion. He wants to send a message. <laughs> Madgen makes the free throw, so she's out to, wow, she's out to 18 points now, very, very quickly. Mm. Got most of them in the last sort of seven to eight minutes Hello, of this game. 11 at, at the half, and yeah. You see Payne looking to hand it off to Donnelly, who kicks it nicely to Sheedy in the corner, who... Two-point shot. Unable to make it. Power now. Bring it up slowly. Pretty comfortable with the 12-point lead now. Hands it off to Madgen. Why not? She's doing all the damage at the moment. Back to Harrower. Through to Aubrey. Back to Harrower. Right to Madgen. Outside the three. She's a fair way out. She drops it in the post to Aubrey. Works good on Taylor Robert. Oh, no, Payne, sorry. Yep. It was very good defence. Shot equally as good. And Bendigo are all of a sudden out to a 14 point lead. Taylor Roberts with the ball at the top of the key. Drives on Richards. Oh, Tess Madgen almost got a steal in there. Shot's no good. Aubrey comes up with the rebound. Harrower is away. Wilson now kicks it over to Aubrey. Aubrey drives into the middle of the key. Good defence again from Nadine Payne. Harrower brings it right outside. Oh, taking on fantastic defence from Lady. Great steal. No one makes it. Takes it coast to coast. That was impressive. Put that on your resume. I, I stripped Christy Harrow. How about that? And stripped clean. Oh, and Harrow was, was working it left and right hand trying to get past her. Pulling out all the stops. That was fantastic. Oh, again. Oh, Madden. She missed this oh, time. Oh. Just that cut action again. She's just beating them on cut action again and again. Phil Brown hands in the air. <laughs> what again? <laughs> all right. Sheedy now. Oh, her pass is broken up by Madgen, who goes coast to coast and lays it in. 26, something like that for Madgen. 20. Not quite. (laughs) Not quite. (laughs) Seems like she's scoring all of their points. She's just pouring them on. Yeah. A 14-point lead. Oh, 
Kelly Lawson gets a hand in the passing lane but knocks it out. Yeah, look, clearly... Full um, court pressure now from Yeah, Bendigo's getting a bit of momentum going here, extending their pressure defence. Really trying to shut them down. That's right. Now yeah, they're struggling to get the ball inbound. So Sheedy's in all sorts of troubles and it's going to result in Nadine Payne bringing the ball up the floor for the <laughs> Whatever <area>. works. <laughs> That's right. You know, and there are occasions when you think to yourself, you know, do I want to be bringing it up against Harrow or do I let one of the big girls just walk the ball down the floor? Yeah. Michaela <laughs> Donnelly. Yep. Ooh, yep. ambitious pass. But yeah, Richard's had to foul Roberts. So she picks up her uh, first personal of the game. Gab Richards, bit of a quiet game tonight. Six points. Not a lot of rebounds. She's known as that defensive rebounding machine. Oh, bad pass from Lady this time. Yeah. Straight to Kelly Wilson, who stepped into the lane beautifully on Donnelly. Oh. Kelly Wilson now has got the ball outside three. Doesn't drop still. I, don't think they've still, I still don't think they've made a That's three. That's over 14 now. Yeah. The um, AIS are just now starting to overthink everything and hesitate. A couple of occasions on that out-of-bounds play down there, they had the player open and free, but you know, just that little bit of hesitation and uh, then they end up forcing the pass and, and coughing it up. Rebecca Cole back on for the Institute as well as Gretel Tippett, Gab Richards oh, Robert's doing a great job defensively Ooh, outside shot, still doesn't drop Good rebounding from Wilson. Tippett Tippett's uh, aggressively getting after the boards there and managed to pull it down against two of the Bendigo girls but um, got tied up with it and it's a Bendigo ball possession arrow in baseline. Tippett is a real fighter. She's a bit raw in that department at the moment. Sometimes she gets a bit overzealous but when she learns to to, um, use that aggression wisely she's going to be a real handful. Driving here, she is on Wilson... Oh, good defence. Madgen, Wilson and Harrow are just swarmed on that ball. And Bendigo come up with the rebound, with the steal. Harrow on the right wing now. Kicks to Madgen at the top. There's that first step. Travel. Caught for travel this time, though. I think Bendigo have done a good job of reading Tippett. She's clearly not as comfortable going left and she's always mm. looking to spin back into the middle and the guards are just digging in from the foul line and have, on a couple of occasions have just picked it up. So, Forcing her yeah, yeah, so yep. she'll really need to develop that... Uh, Ability and we talked about how she sort of floats away on the left-hand side. Mm. Something she's going to have to work on in a game. Cole gets a three-point look, doesn't drop. Harrower with a quick outlet pass down to Wilson. Yeah. Who makes the layup? I'm thinking Phil Brown's thinking me to. Uh, this game's getting away. Yeah, this game's getting well away and just starting to make some poor decisions and um, yeah, so. 16 Time points up. now, 2.23 left in the third quarter, 48 to 32. Still no love from outside for Bendigo, 15 shots gone up, not one has dropped. But their overall percentage has improved, 37%, it was down as low as 20 there mm. early in that first quarter. But, well, they're uh, just starting to get the shots in the spaces they need them and they're you know, getting Magdalene cut action and uh, Gabe's creating some space inside. Yeah, so you're hitting one foot jump shots. You're yeah. Gonna, <laughs> you're going to improve exactly making right. layups. But uh, a, a fantastic effort. Obviously, coming off the back of that uh, 7-0 run late in the second quarter, which put them up by seven. But uh, Bendigo just building on that. 
16-point lead now. Well, that's right, because, you know, the AIS came out at the start of this quarter and, and went on a six-zip run, but uh, Bendigo were able to punch straight back and go on a nine-zip run and, and mm. now have extended that lead out to 16 Well, it's uh, been 17-2 to two since that initial 6-0 and run yeah. for the AIS. So um, Bendigo well in control at the moment. Mm. AIS on the ropes. Let's see if they can get back off and get back into this game. You can certainly see Bendigo's up and in in the full court defence now, so they're really putting them under a lot of pressure. As Cole brings the ball up the floor for the AIS, getting the team organised. Tippett's got it on the uh, right-hand perimeter. He's looking a little stagnant offensively again, trying to get some screening action happening in the AIS. Ball reverses to the right-hand wing. Dunley looks to put it on the floor, kicks it back to Thompson. He's going to be forced to shoot it. It's a clock shot. Oh! Oh, and she banks it. <laughs> you take him however you could get him at that oh, point man. of the clock. <laughs> Literally nothing left on it and it's a bank. Teammates screaming at her, shoot it, shoot it. That's right. As we see, Richard's taking the short-range jump shot. Can't make it. Thompson on the boards and uh, under a little bit of pressure and unfortunately knocks it out of bounds. So it'll be a Bendigo ball from the baseline. Chrissy Harrower, the ball just kicks it out to Wilson, top of the key, she brings it left, flicks it through to Madgen, Thompson defending her, trying to put the stops on, Harrower dumps it down in deep to Aubrey, she's been there a long time, but no three second call coming and she makes the basket. She should probably spend a little bit more time in there, she's Mm. quite... Um, content sitting out on the three-point line and, and taking them, but uh, converted at a better rate. Clearly she's got a uh, post-game as well. Yeah. Donnelly now with the ball for the Institute, left-hand side, down at Bunton. She puts it to the free-throw line to tip it, turns, quick shot, misses everything. It's a bit... A bit rushed on it. Yeah, just needs to develop that poise. Some subs coming in for Bendigo. Wilson's taking a break as is Richards and we see that Finnegan and... Antonia Edmondson. Harrower now. Ooh. That's a little trouble, eh? but that's Christy Harrower. She's in the backcourt. Oh, She's probably allowed. <laughs> Finnegan, uh, you know, just finishes off that layup and it's really just basic transition. Yep, you know. Institute just snoozing yeah, there for half a second and that's all it takes. Harrower just beat that first line of defence and split them open, really. Finnegan misses the free throw but she's going to get a second chance by the look of things tip it, jump the line and she makes it count so 53 plays 34 19 point lead now Levy brings a ball, oh Cole sorry is that stripping again from Harrower yeah, Christy turning around and <laughs> questioning the ref. Cole was out of control and just sort of dropped a forearm into Christy's back. Nothing malice-wise in it, but certainly a foul. Right in front of the ref and Christy's like, you didn't see that? <laughs> Tip it now with the ball. Not only didn't you see it, but you gave the ball to them. Oh, oh Thompson just second thought she, she doesn't have uh, Cole's poker face. She went, oh, as soon as she did it. It's <laughs> called for the travel. Harrower with the ball, just slowly bringing it up over the halfway into the right. Oh, Caesar Lane goes all the way in a little high layup off the glass to put the lead out to 21 now for 
Bendigo. It's been all Bendigo this quarter except for that first minute and a half from the Institute. Cole to Donnelly into the post to tip it. Works away into a nice position. But Finnegan just came across. And she fouls Tippett just as she was facing up on her. Bernie Harrower just having a chat with the refs. It's because they, they push his little girl. <laughs> There's no, no easier way to fire up a father than to hassle his girl. But Christy now with the ball. She doesn't, she doesn't need her dad to look after her. She's yeah. fine. Drives right. Again, almost identical before. Wild shot this time. Just as the shot was running out, a whole bunch of bodies hit the floor. The siren goes off for an inordinate amount of time and the AAS will be happy to see the back of that quarter. 24-10 to 10 to the Bendigo Spirit. They now lead 55-35 to 35 and uh, pretty much, except for the first minute and a half, owned that quarter. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they just, uh, you know, stepped up their intensity and they uh, put the AIS under a bit more pressure and, you know, once that AIS came out of the, the half-time break, had a really good first minute and swung the momentum that way, but Bendigo withstood that and, you know, went on their own run and that nine-zip run really did it for the um, for the AIS. They really haven't been able to, since that point, get themselves back into this game and, you know, you know, credit to Bendigo. They're doing a better job offensively. They're putting the ball through hands. Seth Madgan just ripped them open there for a while. Mm. And, uh, you know, once she started going off, it just created opportunities for other players out on the floor. Christy Harrell, by hook or by crook, will get herself back into this game. She's really <laughs> just starting to, uh, um, you know, looking to penetrate hard and create some opportunities for herself. And, you know, once that starts to happen, it just opens the game up for everyone. There's a few weird stats out there tonight, Michelle. It's... Um Three-quarter time, the, the league's leading rebounder, uh, Gab Richards, normally ten and a half a game, has only three. Christy Harrower, the shortest person on the floor, has eight rebounds, leads all rebounders on both teams. <laughs> so it's a, it's, it's a funny old game. And, of course, the, the uh, ever-popular 0-15 three-point shooting percentage yeah. from one of the best outside shooting teams in the, in the court. Well, you'd expect with the likes of Harrower and um, Aubrey can knock it down from the perimeter as can Wilson Edmondson, and Edmondson. Yeah. You know, they've got the players that they can shoot the ball from. Even Herring can um, shoot the ball Absolutely. from the perimeter. Yep. So um, they certainly have the group that can shoot the ball from perimeter, but tonight is not the night. So it's not happening. Just not happening for them. And uh, I don't know when the last time would have been where a team had gone, will shoot at zero percentage for the entire game. Hmm. We'll see if Bendigo can make one this quarter. So the Institute start with Cole, Thompson, Donnelly, Bunton and Tippett. Bendigo have got Madgen, Edmondson, Aubrey, Finnegan and Jane Chalmers. Correction, I'm pretty sure Christy's taller than Jane Chalmers. She certainly she is. She is tiny. <laughs> but as we know, certainly here in Canberra, that uh, size doesn't mean a thing. Donnelly now with the ball for the Institute of Olivia Thompson. Got Edmondson defending her. Just a little unsure of the offence. Edmondson gets a hand in, coughs it up. She's going to go coast to coast. Takes on Thompson, doesn't drop. Great rebounding pressure there from Tippett. Able to come up with the board. Gives it back to Cole. 
back over to Thompson. Gets it into Bunting in the low post. Going to go try to go to work on on Finnegan. Gets inside. Nice look. She's got a really nice little soft touch around the basket, Alex Bunting. Just knows exactly where the ring is. Knows exactly what sort of shot to put up. Edmondson drops it into Madgen. Such a handful for the Institute. They foul her on the shot. Rebecca Cole picks up her first quick subs here. Georgia Manier and Madeline Garrick coming on for Thompson and Cole. And Tess Madgen is going to go and add to her 20 points she has already in this game. Or not. <laughs> she misses the first of those free throws. And the second. But we've got another jump start. This time it's Alex Bunton. He's left into the key too fast for the referee's liking. And Madgen doesn't miss on this one. So 21 points to Tess Madgen. Bendigo up by 19. 56 plays, 37. Nine minutes and eight seconds left. Oh, oh wild pass from Maddox. Madgen again just breaks it up. Goes coast to coast. Is fouled again. Yeah, just really... Um, telegraphed that pass she was looking she could see Bunton was working hard to make position but uh, Madgen who was in the corner defending the, the other player in the triangle and that's a real her real strength Tess Madgen you know, not only her outstanding physical attributes but she's smart she just reads the game well knows where to be it's part of it, why she's such a strong rebounder she just knows where the ball's going to yeah, go anticipation a bit good. reminiscent of like Penny Taylor and Belinda Snell who weren't Massively big players, but always pulled in a lot of rebounds because they just knew where the ball was going to go. Garrick has so. the ball at the point, feeds it to Tippett on the pinch post, looks to bend off and curl cut, back to Tippett, takes the open from the perimeter and button finding oh, hard. Great work. Good rebound. And uh, Madden gets a hand on it and possession arrow goes in the favour of Bendigo. All three. You saw Madgen, Chalmers and uh, Aubrey just... All around Bunton fighting for that ball. Edmondson now with the ball. Gets it. Oh, nice cut again from Madgen. Just slips the defender and gets into position for a layup again. Time and time again. She's yeah. just beating them on that first step. She's killing them. Tip it. Tip it now. Up. Good oh. first step. Do you see Aubrey's been called? Yeah, she <laughs> was in the semicircle. <laughs> so it was a definite charge in the old rules, but she's in that little... Well, I think what they've called was that Aubrey actually pushed her, which ah, created right. the contact before the charge. You did right, Simon. Had, uh, had Aubrey not pushed her <laughs> and she just ran into Finnegan like that, it would have been a charge. But that's, that's what's happened on that. Okay, so Tessa Levy on for the Institute. Gets it in to Georgia Manier kicks it out to Tippett. Her shot's no good. Good rebound from Edmondson. Chalmers with a big pass. Oh, Tippett has made the shot down here and just sprinted flat out down the floor and got a hand on that big pass from Chalmers. Oh, good work from Georgia Manier. Just stepped into that lane and knocked it out. So it's still going to be a Bendigo ball. Oh, wild shot from Finnegan. Just goes nowhere near the ring. Levy drives on. Finnegan, little reach in there. Finnegan, I never fell anyone. Yeah, she certainly <laughs> had that look on her face. <laughs> what? Do you 
know who I am. <laughs> I never fell. No, she uh, was trying to sell it, but ref says no. There's a lady. She's quick on that drive. We've seen how quick her hands are when she stripped the ball from Christy Harrell before. That's the play of the game. Although we probably have to give it to Tess Madgen's relentless flex cut. Jane Chalmers now with the ball for Bendigo. Kicks it into Finnegan in the high post. Back to the basket. Out to Chalmers. Oh, she's left wide open. Knocks a nice outside shot. Not a three. Not a three. They still, still haven't nailed a three yet, but it was a, a nice 20-footer from Chalmers. To put them up by 25 now. 62 plays 37. Levy to Bunton. Finnegan very lucky not to get another foul there. Came into the back of Bunton and just almost pushed, punched it away like an AFL defender. Levy with the ball, top of the key. Through to Tippett, over to Manier. Manier drives to the top of the keyway, kicks it out to Levy. Levy looks at the three. Doesn't drop it down. Bunton under the basket though. Great rebound and it drops. Just really good position, position to body so that her back was to the defender. Was able to give herself that room to just hook it back up. Eleanor Haring back on for Bendigo. She's got the ball now. Chalmers drives baseline. Kicks it back out to Finnegan. Oh, good work from... That was... Uh, Donnelly. Donnelly there. Michaela Donnelly was just able to get in that lane. It's the first time they've been able to nullify that Tess Madgen cut. Bunton now gets good position, just got too far under. Sort of made a meal of it there. She really had to hoik it up. Edmondson, she's got a quick drive too. She drives in hard. Bit of wild passing going on now from Bendigo. They seem to have lost a bit of that composure, but when you're up by 23 with only six to go, it's probably not a major factor. Roberts and Payne come on for uh, Bunton and Tippett. There's a lady having a break too. And it's juggled around after that shot from Herring and knocked out of bounds by Bendigo. So Institute now with the ball in their front court. Oh, crazy pass. <laughs> but they managed to keep it away. Manier puts up a three. Says that's how you do it, Bendigo. <laughs> and knocks that down. Back to 20 points, 62-42. Bendigo are leading six minutes to go in the final quarter here at the AIS Training Hall. We see Chalmers bending off of Harry. She puts it on the floor and goes oh, hard. Nice and yep, fake the hand off to, yeah. to Chalmers and just spun herself and good penetration and finish from Herring to put another two on the boards for Bendigo. Rebecca Cole gets it in to Taylor Roberts in the post, working on Finnegan, gets good, good position finish. and a good touch. Roberts has a great touch in under that low post. Chalmers now with the ball. Goes left outside the key. Madkin gets it. She drives right. Dishes to Edmondson. Edmondson curls around. Gets in under the basket. Wild flick back out to Madkin. Probably better off taking her own shot there. Madkin kicks it right the way across. Almost drops the three. Edmondson went in and out. The best look so far tonight as they go to none of 16. Manier again. <laughs> wants to rub salt in the wounds and knock down another three, but it doesn't drop. Oh, they just need to get out and run the lanes hard. Their defensive mm. transition, Herring's beating them down the floor every time. As we see Madkin. There it is, Madkin. Well, if it had to be someone tonight, 
450 to go in, it should the, have been in the final quarter. <laughs> She's done everything else and hit the three. Georgia Manier with the ball to Roberts in the high post. Just a reach in from Madgen. Throws her hand up straight away. She knew she'd foul. Only her second of the night. But she's earned herself a break. She'll go and sit down. Heather Oliver coming on for Bendigo. 25 points for Tess Madgen. Roberts now in the post. Ooh, lucky. Just sort of turned blind and, and passed that to Rebecca Cole. Contested arrow possession. It's going away the AIS, so Cole will get it from the baseline. Gets it to Manier. Oh, nice fake. Drives in. Oh, pass from Cole. Manier just didn't go for it, and Chalmers picked it off. Herring in the lane pass. again. Yep. Bang. 69 plays 44. Back at the 25 points. 4 minutes 25 left in the game. Manier to Payne. Oh. Payne with a great little pass to Cole. It doesn't drop. The Taylor Roberts picks up the rebound and the putback. Yeah, look, great little execution of, of the offence there from um, the RF. So we was very happy with the way they ran that play. whole bench went up. It was great. <laughs> Robert, ooh, Antonio Edmondson. Just a bit of a wild pass. Baseline to Heather Oliver. She had Rebecca Cole all over her. Cole's going to take a breather. Tessa Levy back on. And it'll be a baseline ball with 14 seconds left on the shot clock. Antonia Edmondson drives in wild pass. She drives so well, but then you just think half the time she'd be better off taking her own shot. Mm. That's two really wild kind of turning 180 passes we've seen her make. This one goes back into her uh, backcourt and thus a violation. So the Institute have the ball in their front court now. Thompson to Payne. Payne drops it into Cole. Really wasn't anywhere yeah. to go for her. To Levy, sorry. Jane Chalmers pulls up her shots. No good. Nadine Payne with the rebounds. Michaela Donnelly up court to Thompson. Thompson uses those springs to pull it in and then gives herself some position and just knocks down a beautiful jump shot. 48. 69, 21 points now. Three minutes and 18 seconds left in the game. Eleanor Herring gets it to Oliver. Oliver drives baseline. Michaela Donnelly just overcommitted on the defence there. Ooh, Finnegan with the rebound. Gets it back out to Herring. It rattles around and doesn't drop. Taylor Roberts with the rebound. Levy now in transition. Just gets all the way in. Kicks it off to Nadine Payne. Her shot doesn't drop but she comes away with the rebound. Misses again. Gets the rebound again. This time she's fouled. Harring with the reach in. Wrapping up those uh, offensive boards yeah, there. Just padding out the stats. And Nadine Payne's finally going to go to the line to shoot a pair. Knocks down the first. And this is the second. Edmondson comes up with the board for Bendigo. Kicks it off to Chalmers. She brings the ball up the floor. Cole defending her. Lady. Oh. Oliver just manages to pull in the pass. A bit of a wild one from Chalmers. 
Better go of being a little bit floppy with the ball now. So you see yeah. Herring take the open look from the perimeter. Can't make it. And uh, Chalmers comes up with another rebound. <laughs> getting in there and getting the loose balls. We see Finnegan kicking the ball out to the opposite wing. And Oliver... Oliver hits the three. That was a nice three. shot too. So there's another Bendigo player that can hit the three. Timeout called by the AIS. Two of 18 now. Bendigo got that monkey off their back. Bendigo are leading 72-49 with 2.15 to go in this last quarter and uh, certainly, you know, AIS have uh, evened it up again in this quarter but the damage was already done in that third where they, uh, you know, 20, AIS got out and a six-zip run and then Bendigo hit right back and ran out 13 points better off in that quarter and that's really... That in the last couple of minutes of that second quarter, Simon has really been the difference in this game. They just... You know, that's two, two little uh, bursts of play, if you like, and uh, just has really killed the AIS, and they haven't been able to recover from it. Definitely, it's been all Bendigo this second half. But the Institute's still getting some good, good stuff done, working through their offences. We saw a really nice little play down here a few minutes ago with Phil Brown jumping up off the, off the bench like they just won the game, looking very, very happy with his charges. And the bench all very happy as well. So, with a team like this, you really have to, um, you know, reward the good stuff that they mm. do. They are young, they're learning, and you've got to recognise that bit by bit you'll see stuff start to come together, and they'll start to, you know, execute properly, and and the things that they work in training will start to fall into place. As the Arrows have the ball, Thompson has it, kicks it to Tippett on the foul line, who oh. Oh, turns the ball over trying to force it to Donnelly. Thompson kicks it to Finnegan at the point. Across to Chalmers, who's going to get Bendigo set up offensively. Edmondson has it on the 45. Off to Herring at the point. She just curl cuts off of the post there. And uh, Taylor Roberts, just a bit of a lean in reach there. Yeah, she really was caught out of position on that curl cut and just had to reach to try and stop her scoring an easy layup. 147 left. 23-point game. Edmondson misses the first of her free throws. Institute shot poorly from the line tonight. They're uh, 5 of 11. Edmondson makes the second. 73-49. 1.42 left. Tessa Levy with the ball. Through to Thompson. Thompson gets it in to Roberts. little shuffle in. Oh, fantastic rebound from Gretel Tippett. Contested arrow. Going to go to Bendigo. Contested possession, I should say. And the possession arrow goes in the favour of the well, We contest the arrow. We hate it. <laughs> but, uh, Bring back the jump ball. Yeah. Jane Chalmers. We want to see like Chalmers and Tippett in jump balls, like in the old days. Edmondson now just picks it up, loses the ball, puts up a wild shot. It rattles around. It's been deemed off Tippett in the end. Her and Herring battling for that ball, so it's going to be new 24 and Bendigo with the ball on the baseline Oliver now with the ball for Bendigo, oh wow Thompson just jumped up into the passing lane, oh have I mentioned how much I love watching Olivia Thompson play, she is so athletic, fantastic just leapt up there got the layup Edmondson now, drops the ball into Herring, Herring works on Tippett Kicks it out to Oliver. Ooh, like a bullet that pass from 
from harrying. Too hot to handle that one. Yeah, <laughs> Oliver just couldn't couldn't reel it in. Just under a minute to go now in this last quarter, and Lady has the ball on the right hand, 45, kicks it across to Thompson, over to tip it on the left hand side of the floor, looking to feed into Roberts, which she does, and Roberts goes to work against Finnegan, unable to make it, but Tippett comes up with oh, the ball. Oh, great. Just persistence there from Tippett. Yeah, good job getting after the boards and just finishes off. 53-73. Bendigo are up by 20 with half a minute to go. Walking it down the floor. Herring kicks it across to Edmondson. Kicks it out to Oliver, who's open for the three, and we saw her Ooh. knock one down before as uh, Donnelly cleans her up after the shot. She's going to line for three. She's the foul line now. This does not count as a three-point shot, though. Bendigo's still sitting at 2 of 19. It's an improvement, 11%. (laughs) But a rare stat for them, yeah. (laughs) Don't normally miss from outside. Lift their field goal percentage up to 40, which was always eventually going to happen. Misses the first of the free throws. Makes a second. And with a one to come. Makes the third. So 22 point lead, 16 seconds left in the game. Levy with the ball, gets it to Oliver. Olivia Thompson, sorry. Ooh, ambitious pass again. Seen a few of those tonight. Just trying to dump it into Roberts with defenders all over her. Turned into a layup at the other end for Antonia Edmondson. Point eight on the clock. Chalmers gets a steal, puts up a shot, it doesn't drop. And that will be the end of the game. It ended up being a uh, 18 points to 20 last quarter. So really, Bendigo just built up that big lead in the third quarter and were able to just get the uh, Institute under the thumb and come away with the victory. But a good uh, good result for Bernie Harrow and the Bendigo spirit in the end. And uh, a very good game for three quarters anyway for the Institute. They fell asleep yeah. a little in that third quarter. But Look, um, certainly had a great first quarter. Um, the majority of the second quarter, with the exception of that last minute, mm. um, was very solid. So some good stuff there. And we just saw in that last minute of the second quarter where Madgen went on a run and uh, really blew the, you know, took the wind out of the sails of the AIS and uh, got the Bendigo back into the game. Third quarter, again, there was a nice little patch right at the start. Um, but weren't able to play. So it, it comes back to consistency again, Simon. They, they can't play, you know, good patches of basketball. You've got to play consistently good basketball um, at this level to compete. And, mm. uh, you know, that just shows from, from some of the inexperience and what have you of, of this group. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, we say it week in, week out with the Institute. They are learning. They are um, cutting their teeth in this in this league. It's easy to compare them with the players they're playing against but uh, it is a development program and it's just it's very exciting to watch it's like we said earlier it's exciting to see them grow from week to week and get better and better at the things they're doing and you know we're certainly seeing uh, all the players grow they sort of do it in spurts they'll have you know individually they'll have good weeks and bad weeks and um, of course being what it is sometimes they don't really come together but uh, there's always two or three of them that really stand out from week to week and, and do a great job but you know, that's taking nothing away from, from Bendigo, who, you know, we also mentioned are not a team that you'd expect to see near the bottom of the ladder. And, and by the end of the 
this season. We fully expect to see them up there challenging for the five. They've made the prelim final the last few years in a row, and uh, we'd expect them to be there. That's right. They don't they don't have a group with um, you know big names, so to speak, other than probably Harrow, of course. But you know they've got a solid group, and they're always play hard, and they work hard, and they're well coached, and you know they're a good unit. So you know they they this season you know the league's pretty tough. There's some teams with some. Uh, on paper, who look pretty impressive. It'll be interesting to see whether that, on paper, turns mm. to on-court form. But um, you know, I think it certainly Bendigo will be there about. I think this season and the AIS, you know, some real improvements from when we saw them play Logan, their first mm. game of the season. Certainly, offensively, they seem to be executing better and have a better sense of where they should be on the floor and and what to run and how to go about it. You know, they make mistakes, of course, as anyone does, but um, I think it'll all start to come together and you can really see that there has been some improvements. And defensively, you know, I think Phil Brown might be talking about flex-cut action this week at training (laughs) and, you know, adjusting to the ball because they really got burned on that whole whole flex-cut action and and just generally on on any sort of flash-cut action as well tonight. So I think that'll be something that... They'll be doing a little bit of work on during the week. And 53 points against a team that's that's you know known for being defensively good, like mm. Bendigo are. So 53 points is, is a decent output for the institute. Just going through the stats, Gretel Tippett ended up top scoring for the institute with 11 points. Uh, Alex Bunton had eight, and we had Olivia Thompson, Georgia Manier, Nadine Payne, and Taylor Roberts with six. So good all-round performances from a whole bunch of players there for the Institute and that's, I think that's why they did so well for most of the game. They were able to get contributors from pretty much all over the place. Uh, for Bendigo, it was Tess Madgen, 28 points, 7... Uh, sorry, 28 points, 8 fouls, 8 rebounds. No, I'm looking at the wrong line. I'm looking at Christy Harrower. I'm just not used to seeing all those rebounds in the in the stats for Christy Harrower. So Madgen had three rebounds, but uh, four steals, and I I would be willing to say she scored off probably all of those. She just did a very good job of getting up in the lane and and uh, getting that ball and taking it down the other side. So 28 points for for Madgen. Then we had Harrower and Aubrey with and Eleanor Haring with eight points each. Gab Richards a very quiet night for her. Two rebounds. Mm. Someone who averages she really didn't half. have that no. much of an impact on the game, did she? Not really at all. Uh, played 25 minutes. There are, there are games where players don't show on the stat sheet, but you know that they've still had an influence on the game. And but but yeah, I wouldn't say that's an Today either. wasn't one. No, so, so just a, an off night for Gab. She still ended up with six points. Uh, still was a, a contributor on the scoreboard. But uh, Jane Chalmers was good too. The, uh, you look at the top, the top two rebounders for... Bendigo tonight with Christy Harrell with eight and Jake Chalmers with five. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty good effort in a team that's got some big players and playing against the team with some very big players as well to see two tiny guards getting in there and, and fighting up all the boards. Yeah, and they just really, you know, read and anticipate where the ball's going to come off the, off the glass and get in there and, and contest it that way. So, Bendigo will be pleased. That's their first win for the season and uh, they, uh, you know, well, they looked flat at the start of the game and again at various patches throughout the game they looked a little bit flat to me. Um, you know, they came away pretty convincing winners against the AIS group tonight. 48 points in the paint for Bendigo and a lot of that was, as we Tech mentioned, Madden. just layups and, yeah. yeah, I would say, in fact, we have the luxury of going to the shot charts and seeing where 
where players have, have put up their shots in a game. So we'll go and have a look at Tess Madgen, and I'd be willing to bet that uh, one out, one from outside. She hit that three. <laughs> That's right. She missed one from outside, and every other t- attempt was in Inside the key. Inside the key. That's yeah, right. So yeah. she's just does such a good job of just getting in there. And we saw a lot of them were wide open and uncontested. There was no one within five or ten feet of her. And she was able to just make little one-foot jump shots. So a real testament to how hard she works on that, on those cuts and, and on getting herself open. But um, we'll be back next weekend. We're just, just trying to pull up the schedule. Do you know that uh, Adelaide will be playing Canberra here in Canberra. That'll be at the AIS Arena on Friday night. So then uh, on Saturday night, we'll be back here at the AIS Training Hall as the AIS host Adelaide. And uh, we'll see how the students travel in that game next week. So join us again here for AIS Radio Saturday the 30th. It's almost November, Michelle. Almost Melbourne Cup time. Getting excited. (laughs) Anyway. Thank you very much for joining us here at the AIS Training Hall this afternoon. Just recapping on that scoreboard, Bendigo Spirit 77 have defeated the AIS 53. On behalf of Michelle Hocking and all the sports radio crew, say goodnight and see you next week.